Okay, so um, I'm going to open up the floor. Um, I will say this. Let me just say one thing that's kind of um, gotten to me as at a participant of the class. Every morning, every Sunday morning, I come here and I sit behind that mixer, and it's I don't really interact with a lot of you. Um, I sit back there and push the buttons and make sure everybody sounds good. But something that is really awesome, whenever after the Sunday, after the service is over, when I'm running and picking up cables and moving chairs around, there is something, and that something can only be described to me as the presence of God in this room. And what is so unique is the smiles on your faces and the, the words of encouragement that I hear just flow from the mouths of the saints. It is, it is incredible. And I know that, you know, I look busy, but I'm listening and I'm looking and it is a breath of fresh air. I really, really, really want to say thanks to everybody here. Um, I know that the people who come up here and speak, you know, thanks. That, that's, that's scary. I mean, I'm up here. It's scary. <laughs> but it's good. But I also want to say that it's a, it's, it's a two-part thing. The people up here make a difference, but, but the people in the audience, the participation, is it's amazing. So does anybody have any um, thoughts? Two minutes? All we need is two minutes. Dan, thank you so much. Um, I guess the thing that's coming to me is um, the fact that we can be thankful. I mean, I was just talking to uh, Scott and Julie before the service, and it was just about the fact that um, it's almost like coming here to grace. Unfortunately, it's the truths we know, it's like they're the exception, not the rule uh, across many churches. I'm not being critical of, you know... uh, of every church out there because there's a lot going on and Paul himself even said that he rejoiced in the fact that the gospel was getting preached even despite the motives or despite the errors that was going on he rejoiced in that and I think we should do that we should do the same we should rejoice and be thankful that um, the gospel still is being preached Uh, unfortunately it's with uh, uh, oftentimes wrong motives or the gospel may have a little bit of leaven in it which is not a thing to rejoice in but uh, rejoice in what we have here. You know, be thankful for what we have here. I mean, this is truly a body of Christ, a, a local body that understands, and this is what I was uh, thinking of, Dan, when you first talked to me this morning that we were going to be doing this, is that um, the greatest news uh, that, that I'm just feeling right now is that we have truly been reconciled to God. I mean, uh, there are so many people out there that don't know that they've truly been reconciled. I mean, there is nothing between us now. Your sin is not between you and God. It's totally been taken out of the way. Everything that put enmity between you and God, that put any space, any barrier, any complication, has been taken away by the cross of Christ. And it's a blessing, and we can rejoice in that and be thankful for it. Amen? That's awesome. I didn't, okay. Um, the thing that, uh, you know, God's been showing me is when you first become a believer, there's so much freedom in Christ, you know, you're just like, wow, this is so, so cool. And it seems like within about five minutes of becoming a believer, when everything is so incredible and amazing, religion comes and starts throwing wet blankets on you, you know. And so this class has just been an opportunity to just take those blankets off. And remind us again of who we really are in Christ. The total freedom that we knew one second after 
believing in Jesus Christ is the freedom that we have the rest of our lives without religion interfering in it. And I was thinking, you know, this class has helped me out so much because I've gotten to remember again the truth of who God is and how much he loves me. And I just want to encourage you guys, the last three years or so has just been awesome because all these truths have just coming back to me, you know, of who I am in Christ, who I am in Christ. And, and I'll just like to encourage you guys because there's two sides of the coin. You know, the one side to me is revelation, which is the truth of who we are in Christ. And the flip side of that coin is relationship. You know, God has designed us to be relational people. Um, God was, Jesus Christ was in relationship very heavily with 12 people while he walked the earth. And if the God of the universe was in relationship with others, there's, there's something to that. And, you know, getting together with other believers, especially believers that understand, you know, who God is and how much he loves us and there's no condemnation anymore, that's huge. That, that right there is church. You know, the early church meeting together on a daily basis all that was was just a reminder of who God was and just an encouragement of each other. So if you're not at a point where you're trying to regularly get together with other believers, just do it. Whether it's for coffee or anything, you will be so encouraged if you get the flip side. You've got the revelation on one side, and you have the relationship on the other side. So I just encourage everybody to, to do that because it really is a lot of fun to get together with other believers. We're good. I tested it already. <laughs> so the front of the class is back here now. <laughs> um, um, kind of going off of what Scott was saying, uh, yesterday, uh, oh, let's see, where should I start? Take my gum out. All right. So you know that we moved here a few months ago. Um, uh, one of the things while we were still back in Nashville that, really helped confirm um, that, helped confirm to us that, yes, we wanted to move to Orlando to be part of this church. And um, uh, one of the things that confirmed it to us was uh, Barbara spoke in the class like February or so of 2011. Um, And I think the title of her talk was... uh, come to the king's table, or something like that. There were many things that she said during that talk that, as I was listening to it, I just started crying because I felt like I was, I felt like, you know, I felt like Samuel, you know. I was like, I felt like God was saying, you know, this is, he was just confirming, this is where you need to be, I want you to be in Orlando, I want you to be part of this church, and so on. Um, So, um, now we're here. Well, yesterday, yesterday I was um, I was helping Steve Abair uh, build. <laughs> I, I don't know how to. I, I want to leave the, the like the punchline for the end, but I guess I really can't. <laughs> I guess I really can't. So I have to give it away early and hope that it won't seem trite because it was really meaningful. It was really meaningful to me. But um, I was helping Steve yesterday build a table. Um, because on Thursday for Thanksgiving, we're going to go to the Hinkles where there's going to be about 20 or 25 of us who are all going to have Thanksgiving together. So we needed a bigger table. So we built 
we built we're building a table we're building benches and a wooden table steve is very good like with woodworking and he has a shed and he knows how to do all that stuff i'm just like the little laborer who like picks up the wood and hands it to him and then he does all the fancy stuff but uh um so i didn't even think about it i wasn't i was like oh we're building a table all fun or whatever you know i'm helping and then after we were done um yesterday after we were done working he we were just sitting around talking and i realized i was like oh my gosh here i am after hearing like barbara's message was come to the king's table okay and for me when i was listening to that message i felt like god was telling me jeremy orlando is the king's table for you that's where i want you i want the king's table for you jeremy is to be in orlando and uh so we were making this table and he was talking and i I realized oh my gosh here's another confirmation that i'm in the right place i'm helping him make this table where we're going to go fellowship and have relationship and be reminded um of the good news on thursday and then one last little thing then um uh scott was having a get-together last night for i don't know there's probably 30 25 30 people at your house and i was telling jody this and as as when we got there when we got to scott's house (laughs) when we got to his house in his driveway he had put together a bunch of tables with a white tablecloth in his driveway how many like four tables to seat like 20, 25 people, 30 people, right? So we pull up to his driveway, and I had just been thinking about come to the king's table, and I pull up to his driveway, and here's this big, huge, long, white table in his driveway where we're all going to sit down and eat. (laughs) It was pretty cool. Ah, man, that's a good story. (laughs) Now, you know what's what's cool? Um, Just everyday stuff like that, is is a reminder, a constant reminder of the reality that God exists and He's watching out for you. Um, you know, I have pe- I have friends who are unbelievers, and they ask me, you know, how do you get joy out of silly stuff like this? Why are you always happy? There's no reason to be happy. We're out somewhere, and then I'll be, you know, kind of bubbly and just fun. And they're like, this is this is just why are you so happy? And and I want to say, because, you know, isn't it amazing that this happened and it's not a coincidence? And like, holy cow, can't you see how this relates to this? But, you, you know, I, I know that I'm just going to sound like a crazy, crazy person. Um, these little reminders that, you know, God's looking out for you is pretty awesome. Anybody else? Oh, Ken? I, I, uh, I get a lot out of this class because it just reminds me of you go back to the book of Acts and where they uh, were all meeting together, about 120 of them, and the spirit of tongues kind of like fell on them. And uh, the people that were gathering for Israel's uh, yearly Pentecost thing, actually Pentecost was uh, in Judaism was a celebration of Mount Sinai uh, when the law was given. But uh, it's kind of interesting how... Um, you know uh, what God did with Mount Sinai, bringing us over to Mount Zion. Praise God <laughs> and Jesus. But I, I look at it now. Uh, this class is like that, uh, where it, there's a joy unspeakable and filled with glory because it's it's now. I think the tongues of fire that came on them was a joy that was so 
unspeakable and full of glory. You know what I'm saying? Because God said, I'm not counting your sins anymore. I don't want you to count your sins. I love you. And it's almost like a, a dad would tickle his uh, child you know, like when they're growing up, they tickle, 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 you know, and the, and the child's laughing. It's like, yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, God is doing that with us because he's saying, like, it's it's done. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. There's nothing to separate us anymore. And so here are these guys getting this incredible baptism of laughter and joy and uh, the people are seeing them speaking their own languages, proclaiming the, the goodness of God you know, out there. They're just like boldly proclaiming it in their own languages. And uh, I think that's what this grace finished work message is all about and this class is all about too, is that it's a, uh, it wasn't a, when the fire came in, it wasn't a, oh God, we're so sorry. Oh God, oh God. You know, they weren't like weeping and wailing. They were actually laughing hysterically. And, and yeah, they thought they were drunk. You know, you don't see drunk people wailing, going, "Oh God, no, no!" You know, you know, it's, it's you know, it's the opposite. So um, I think that's what this class, you know, has, it does for people. And, and just like uh, you know, Daniel was saying, there is a joy and a presence here, and it's it's uh, it's a spirit of a, a living God now living with inside these temples, and uh, there's no separation anymore. No separation anymore. There's a union that we have in Christ that's so you know out of this world. And that's why the people look at you shining, and they say, why are you always smiling? Why are you always, you know, you got this glow, what it's, you know, and it's the other realm living in us. So I think that's, that's where this class really, you know, it just gets off the chart <laughs> when it comes to joy. It's really cool, man. I'm like thinking, what am I doing? I'm new here. <laughs> I don't know too many, but I brought many. <laughs> um, I, because I'm so enthusiastic and excited, uh, I went to a church for 31 years, so I'm not a church hopper, and I felt the Lord led me here. And this has been like the most amazing ride of my life. The last six weeks have just been awesome. And... Um, it's been a, uh, I've been, in fact, I got to speak before like 200 women. I'm the publisher of Cornerstone Connection magazine. And um, right after I started coming here, I started witnessing and sharing about grace. And they were all just hanging on <laughs> every word. But it's been a paradigm shift for me. And I couldn't believe, I mean, I tried the other day to read Hebrews and Galatians, like, and, and put my brain where it was that I didn't see this before. Have any of you done that? <laughs> like, how did I not get this? Because, I mean, I'm in the Word, and I'm constantly surrounded by it. But it has been the most exciting uh, experience. So I think about every week I have somebody coming because it's just exuding from me. And I hope all of you do that because, you know, we are obviously in the end times, but what an exciting time to live. And we have to be a light to those in darkness. So this has just been awesome for me. <laughs> Actually, I don't have anything to say. I just wanted the attention. No. <laughs> no, uh, no, anyone who knows me knows that I, I actually don't like being in the spotlight or, you know. So uh, for me to say something is a big deal. But um, I've, been, I've been thinking uh, one of the biggest things that this class has done for me is the way I, my vision is the way I see others. Um, I see others uh, in a more compassionate way. Uh, for years, I've gone to mainly two different churches uh, that have mixed law, just a little bit of law, 
uh, in with grace, and uh, it was enough to, to taint my vision uh, when I see something that I don't view as right, you know. And um, about about three months, I went to the eye doctor, and I needed new contacts, and my prescription has changed. Usually, it, it gets, you know, I need more power. You know, they get they get worse. And this was the first time that it's actually both eyes got about uh, 50% or uh, not 50%, 50 power better. And uh, and so to me, I mean, now whether, but to me, God, God was telling me or I was thinking, you know, just as I'm seeing others, you know, in, in with different eyes that, um, so I don't know if he did that just to, just to point it out to me, but uh, my view is my view is is changing. And um, he talked about sometimes when you I've heard Clark say it, you're it feels like you're poking a bear when you when you tell somebody in uh, religious churches uh, about grace. And I didn't understand it, but I, I have. I, I was telling some, including some family members, you know, people that you really love about God's grace and his forgiveness and this and that. And uh, it was like poking a bear. And I don't like confrontation, but I was, part of me was enjoying it. um, (laughs) Because, but but it's because of the compassion, because I want them to be set free and enjoy the freedom, you know, that, that I am more becoming, you know. So I guess that's it. Um, I've been coming to this class for about six weeks or so, and um, I've been extremely, like, performance-based, you know, even before I knew the Lord. I just, you know, did a lot of people-pleasing, and, you know, that carried into my life with the Lord. You know, I had to pray, read the Word, and if I didn't, oh, my gosh, I just felt terrible and condemned, you know, and it came from me or whatever. And so one of the things that were said in this class, James Barron said, you know, that when he wakes up in the morning, he just thinks about how God loves him. And me, you know, waking up in the morning, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, get going on this. Let me read my word. Let me um, start praying so that, you know, I can get off to a good start. And even yesterday, I woke up feeling like some shame or fear, and it was unexplainable. And the first thing I wanted to do was um, pray or read the Bible. And it wasn't because, oh, I want to talk to the Lord and invite him into this, but it was like, I need to do this so that, you know, I can, you know, be in good standing. But I remembered, like, you know, that's not what it is. This grace that he's given us is, you know, free and the acceptance is free and I don't have to work to be accepted by him. And so, I mean, that's definitely something that has been watered in this class and I'm growing in. So I'm really grateful for that. I just want to thank James for uh, looking at the scripture through eyes of grace because that changes the whole thing. It changes the way you read the scriptures. It's, and I'm learning to do that. To Every scripture that I read, I look at it with grace. And it, you see the real scripture then. You see what really Jesus was trying to teach us, what Paul was trying to teach us. So, James, thank you very much. Anybody else have a little something to share? Oh. 
when I was younger, uh, whenever I did something bad, I at night I always used to cry in my bed because I thought that I wasn't going to go to heaven. And now going to this class, I know the truth, and I know that I'm going to go to heaven. So. And normally I, don't, normally I don't say too much. I just like I enjoy the class very much, and I get so much out of it. Um, but for me, I spent a lot of years in uh, the Catholic Church. I was an altar boy for like eight years. Even though we were saying Mass in Latin, I didn't understand what I was doing. But at uh, 48, I was baptized. And uh, But coming here, you know, I used to think that I'm hoping, I hope I get to heaven. I hope I'm good enough. Uh, if I could just get in the gate, I'll stand in the back. As <laughs> long as I get in, I'm good to go. But then I used to worry about, am I good enough? But you come here, and it's like, you know you're good enough. You are a child of the Most High God. And then when I'm, I'm praying in the morning or I'm praying at night, I just close my eyes, and I can see God with his arms open like this. Is that a great feeling or what? I'm telling you, it used to be, I hope so, now I know so. What a difference in your life. Now I don't worry about anything, the world can fall apart. I always say, Lord, I don't live here, I'm coming home. So what a difference. I know somebody's dying to say something. Two minutes. Just two minutes. Um, I'm actually going to come up here just so I can look at you guys. Um, I've been listening to James's mes- messages. Sorry, I'm not a public speaker. I've been listening to James's messages for about since January, and uh, I started listening to his messages when I started going to another church. And so I've never known anything other than a mixed gospel. And so I, I committed to uh, this new group, but I'm listening to all these messages about the finished work of Christ. And, you know, it really just changed my eye, or my life and opened up my eyes. And um, the past uh, day, every thought that I've had is how can I share this message with those that I'm in the group with? And so, you know, I'm committed to this group, and, you know, there's a lot of leaving and a lot of uh, mixed gospel being taught in this group. And so the main thing, and this is kind of what the uh, gentleman who just went before me said, was the assurance that we have is the key to winning over other believers. When we have this assurance, it gives us a, a solid ground to form our faith on. And without this solid ground... We lack a little bit of faith because we don't know what to believe in. And, but when we have this full assurance, it's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's, you know, we just, we have this rock-solid faith. And so that's the way, that's the key to winning over some believers. Not the only key, but for me, it was like, you know, how? How am I going to, you know, uh, what can I do to win these people over? So for the past day, I've been thinking of, ways to do this, and that's what I came up with, so.
I'll just take the her. I don't do this. Uh, just to expound on Jeremy's table, uh, we were in a church. We've been in various churches as we have traveled <clears throat> different to different states. One pastor actually set a table um, up at the pulpit. He set a, a beautiful table with white dinner. You know, everything. <clears throat> tablecloth and all the white napkins and a beautiful table and it represented Jesus' table and then he invited just like Jesus did the prostitutes the thieves all all who are weary and heavy heavy laden come to my table it's the bread of life Anyways, it was just it was amazing just to expound on your table it's Jesus' table, and he invites everyone, no matter what you've done or where you've been, he invites you to partake of his bread, bread of life. Anybody else? All right. I'm I'm really enjoying this, guys. (laughs) This is nice. Well, um, I just am so grateful for this class and especially for James for opening up um, Revelation, which is really exciting. But one of the things I really wanted to say was um, that I think a lot of you are touching on is um, because of the finished work of Christ, I have peace with myself. I feel like I have peace with other believers and I have peace with unbelievers. And I think... That's an amazing thing for me, and probably most of you in this class can agree that that is just an amazing thing that God has given us, peace. Yeah, the other mixer guy. Um, So I guess the back's not the front, like Jeremy was saying. Um, But uh, I just wanted to pretty much articulate or say... Um, recently I have been really interested in um, self-development and self-motivation, trying to, you know, find my path, my passion. What do I want to do with my career? You know, what, 10 years from now, where am I going to be standing? What am I going to be doing? And I went on these websites, um, these, like, self-help blogs or whatever, and they were always, like, there's, like, tons of lists, like, top 10 lists of, like, tips you can do to improve yourself and how to, you know help other people and, you know, love people better. And it's like all these little little tips that are just like almost like common sense when you view them through Jesus, you know? And it's like I'm always trying to, I'm always wondering how can I articulate, you know, Jesus better and how can I articulate the love? And what is one, if I could boil all those tips and all those, the emotions that I want to convey to other people and how I want to hold myself in society and how I want to portray my own, how I feel um, to other people. What is like one one tip I can use? You know what I mean? I'm always thinking, there's so many, there's like all these lists and tips and things to do, but if I can boil it all down, it's just Jesus. It just solves everything. It's like, if I can articulate that, obviously we have to use, um, we can use our emotions and our we have to use words to communicate this. It's almost like words are a limitation. 
and we all have our own way of interpreting it. Exactly. And, but because the words are a limitation, I mean, we all have our own way of looking at it in our own experiences we've gone through that, you know, it comes out a different way for each of us. But it's almost like we can refine it down to one thing. It's like love and God and a relationship with God and with Jesus. And in that, we can, like, um, like Scott was saying earlier, we can have that same relationship with our Father in Heaven, but on this earth, we can have it with each other. And that's why, as a church group, we should primarily be focused on sharing with each other and being in fellowship with each other and reminding each other what God has done and of the grace of God. And so it's almost like a reflection of our relationship between God and us and God is between each other. So I just wanted to say that. All right. Last call. Sure. You know, the other thing I just wanted to say about that whole relationship thing is, you know, in the past when you would get together with people and you'd know them for 10 years and you would get to this real level of intimacy with them after 10 years of hard, hard work and going through so much stuff, as believers who understand God and his love for us, it's like now we've taken 10 years off of that whole timeline and we start up here as opposed to over here and having to go through all that hard times to get you know, close to somebody. Now you meet them day one and you're already 10 years into the relationship. And it's so cool. And I was just thinking last night, you know, we had people uh, that were, you know, we had all just a range of people. I mean, you, you would go, this is a salad bowl of society here. And yet, I was saying afterwards to Julie, I said, it's so cool because every person there that understands God and who he is, there was no condemnation from any of those people. And it was the first time that it was like, man, I, could invi- I felt free to invite anybody, believers, non-believers, Muslims, we had Hindus, we had a, a whole slew of people there. Never once did I think, oh, what's so-and-so from church going to think about this? Right? Or what are my friends going to think about this? Because there is no condemnation. Hi, I'm Cherie. And um, when I came in here about a year ago, I was so broken. And I feel like this is like, like my little... I see you, church, you know. I feel like you all put me back together. You just loved me. And I got involved in the women's group with Barbara and uh, Dorothy and Rita and um, many others, Uh, Carol. I I can't think of all the names. And they just prayed for me and loved on me. And that's the kind of love that I've been looking for, you know, that, that's the love of Jesus, you know, because I had nothing to give, you know, but hopefully um, for the new, the new year that I can give back as much as you all have given me. So happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oops, sorry.
Awesome. Very good, guys. Yeah, I mean, I like what Scott was saying. I have a cousin um, who lives in North Carolina, and we see each other like, eh, once every five to eight years, we'll have some sort of family reunion. And when we get together, it's like not a day has passed. And it's just, hey, man, how's it going? We don't even ask, like, how have you been or what have you been up to? It's just, you know, like, oh, yeah, I've just been next door, and I just decided to drop in today. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this different dynamic, and that's what's really cool. I mean, I know that I don't speak with almost any of you <laughs> any, uh, every Sunday, but I kind of feel that way towards you guys, you know, um, and other believers whenever you can come and kind of communicate. You can have a conversation with someone, and you don't have to catch up. So what, uh, how far in the 10 steps are you? How much of this book have you read? Are you following what the pastor's been teaching? You just kind of, hey, have you been resting? <laughs> I know you have. I know you have. And I know you have faith, and I have faith. Let's hang out. And that's, that's a great place to start. Um, thanks, everybody, for, you know, sharing. Um, it, it, it's very helpful. Um, and I, and I'm, I think that when uh, people come to the site, to, to the website, to hear James' Um, messages whenever he can uh, people can hear these little tidbits of people kind of their um, their revelation and the feedback is very very helpful and and so thank you very much I appreciate it guys have a great Sunday see you next week